I can tell today to my children, you see, we prayed in the name of Yeshua and God helped them. And uh, there were a few more places that managed at the end to fight, but they were the first ones to, to scare those terrorists away. What does God say about Israel? In Genesis 12, God promised Abraham, I will make you a great nation, which became Israel. And God said of Israel, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. In you, all the families on earth will be blessed. We know all the families were blessed through Israel because the Jews were the chosen people from whom the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, came. Jesus Christ himself was a Jew. Fast forward to today, two months ago on October 7th, the terrorist group Hamas in Gaza announced Operation Flood firing 5,000 rockets into Israel in a span of 20 minutes. 3,000 terrorists entered Israel, massacring over 1,200 people, including babies and elderly, brutally killing many, burning alive and beheading while taking videos. Over 200 people were taken as hostages. Soldiers in the Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, rescued thousands and were able to retake where the terrorists came. Over 1.5 million people in Israel now are internally displaced, moved to safety while the war rages in Gaza. Shamuel and his wife, Susie Salway, have lived in Israel, born and raised all their lives, and they are with us today. Welcome. Shalom. Shalom, hi. Tell us about your life before October 7th and after. From your perspective, what's happening? Um, we just woke up to a very different reality. Uh, waking up on the morning and hearing the news. Um, a lot of things have happened since then. Uh, Israel is at, is at war, and it's a very challenging time here in Israel. Um, there's so much uh, going on. Oh, my. And how? tell us about your family. So how are you managing with what's going on with your children? It's not e easy. Um, we're raising kids. It's hard enough as it is. Um, raising kids anywhere in the world and in Israel, and especially at this time, it's very challenging. There's so much going on, and we have four kids uh, age. Our oldest is 16. Our youngest is six, and they're all through different stages, going through different things, having different questions, and it's a very challenging time. With your children and with what's going on, how are you seeing, you know, how are you handling it? What are you deciding to do prayerfully? I think um, early in the, the beginning of this specific war, more than before, uh, we made a decision not to watch the news all day long, you know, in a loop on TV or radio uh, when our kids are home. It's just not healthy. It's not healthy for them. There were so many horrific details like you described 
that happened on October 7th and the weeks after finding the bodies, realizing how many people got hosted, you know, kidnapped into Gaza. It was just awful, awful time. So I think we made a good decision. We also lived in the beginning of October until even mid-November uh, uh, with rockets every day. Even in our area, we live on the way to Jerusalem. It's a messianic village called Yad where we live in the Judean hills. So this is kind of a small protected place with believers. All the families here believe in Yeshua, Jesus, Jews and Gentiles. And we chose to, to keep our children healthy, um, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So even, you know, we had rockets at least twice a day in the beginning. Uh, we just did it very calmly. Uh, we went and did it like, you know, I, I think in a fun way, we had snacks there. It wasn't fun. I mean, you have rockets, a siren, and you hear the boom of the rocket falling somewhere or being um, intercepted right in, in the air. But uh, it's, it's not a good reality. It's not healthy for children. Uh, and, and, and I think as an adult, because I grew up in Israel as a child, uh, when there was this war with Iraq, if you remember, when I was a child, I remember I was very afraid. And my parents used to talk, you know, all the time about the situation. As a child, I had a lot of fears and anxiety which led me into bad directions in my life as a teenager. So it was very important for me not to show fear to my children, not to talk about all my thoughts and, you know, fears. And the reality is not stable here in Israel now. It's not healthy. It's, I mean, people are sad in Israel. People are mourning the dead. It's, it's just terrible. It's, it's the worst time I can describe in Israel that I lived. Um, so we chose to keep our children right, safe and healthy. And listen, they didn't listen to the news. They knew nothing about the hostages almost three, four weeks because they also, we didn't have school because of the rockets in our area. So they did Zoom uh, studies through home. They were home most of the time. So we could protect them and shelter them and just live the quiet life, go for a walk. We have a dog. We used to pray a little bit here and there or do some worship in the house, read the Bible, watch a, watch a, a movie together, something that, that's you know good for a family. Uh, I think they saw us crying. I, I remember they came to me a few times. Ima, it means mother in Hebrew. Why are you crying? And, you know, I was crying because of what you described. I mean, that we heard that children got murdered in those settlements. And people sometimes that we know. And um, But I didn't tell them in the beginning. But when they went to school, they heard from other children here and there. They saw photos of hostages and then they realized, uh, and we started talking about it a little bit more when they got back to school, you know? Um, and then it was, it was gradually telling them the real reality. I think after we realized what's going on, um, sorry for crying. It's just, no, uh, no that's, that's, 
But you know, what you shared at the beginning is very special and important for me as a Jew and an Israeli who believes in, in Yeshua, Jesus, because the hatred towards Israel today is so big. And even this, the, the simple uh, introduction you did is so important for an Israeli, for a Jew these days, that we feel everybody hates us, but only people who know the Bible, who knows the scriptures, who know the God of Israel through Jesus, they know the truth. And um, this is very special for me as, as, as a Jew as a messianic Jew, what you shared in the beginning, and that you're even asking us how, how we feel and how we deal with this situation. So it's not an easy time for Israel. We kind of live in a safe place. We have less rockets today. Uh, our kids go to school today, regularly, every day, thank God. Yeah. Um, they know, they know about yeah. the hostages. They well, saw the hostages coming back from yeah. Gaza. They they know stuff, but yeah. of course they don't know about the beheadings or rape, but they know the sad reality. Uh, I think we didn't hide it from them. We just slowly, slowly try to see how much we can share with them. And we knew that they would meet kids at school yeah. and hear the news. Um, I'll just give you a few examples. We went to grandma and grandpa on the weekend. We have a Shabbat dinner together. We haven't seen them for a while. And on the way, there were sirens. Uh, we had to stop the car and get out of the car and lie in the ditch by the side of the roads. And we could hear a siren. We could see missiles flying up and the Iron Dome intercepting them and explosions. And my six-year-old was by me. Her name is Ori Manuel. She's six. She's our youngest. And she said, Daddy, I'm scared. And I said, oh, don't be scared. God is taking care of that because I didn't exactly know what to express. And and there's no books about these yeah. parenting books about what to say. Mm -hmm. And actually, we have a friend who had post-trauma uh, from uh, war, and she's an adult now. And she said, uh, that you don't have to say, don't be afraid. There is a reason to be afraid. There actually is a war. There are missiles. So the feeling she has is actually a real feeling. Yeah, it's it's a real feeling. Afraid. We can say, yes, it is a real feeling. You can be afraid, but don't be afraid. I am here for you. We are here for you and God is watching over us. So we're learning these things uh, as we go. My son drew a picture. Uh, I don't know if you can have that picture, but it's just a house with rockets falling on the house and people dying. And just to try to say, why are you drawing this? And, and, and he says, you know, that's the reality. There's missiles falling, there's people dying. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm drawing today. And so um, it's hard to know what is going through these children my teenage daughter, she's on a WhatsApp group with other youth. And if we don't allow her to watch stuff, she can just see it there. Even though we limit the time, we limit a lot of stuff, she can get access to stuff nowadays. And she has to deal with it. And we have to talk to her and say, how did that make you feel? How are you feeling? So there's no book about that. I don't know of one, if you can yeah. recommend one. But we're <laughs> trying our best. And I think um, just telling them that we're here for you and... More than that, God is here. God is watching over Israel. He who slumbers and sleep, he who watches over Israel doesn't slumber or sleep. And God is constantly watching over. So we don't exactly know uh, what is happening, but we're trying to make our home a safe place uh, for our kids, for us, 
it's okay to show expressions if you're afraid. Uh, there was a siren not long ago. We have a bomb shelter in the house. It's a, every house in Israel that is built recently has to have a, a secure room with cement uh, walls and a metal door. We go in there and we're in there. We pray. Uh, we pray for the safety of the hostages that we return home for the soldiers and just for this situation to be over. We don't know how exactly how long this will take, but we know all of this is in God's hands. Oh, that, that, so did you mention, Susie, that you actually know somebody that was involved in? We, we know people from that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank God they were actually in a settlement, a moshav, mm -hmm. that managed to fight the terrorists wow. on the fence. So actually the 7th of October, I actually told the kids, uh, let's pray for yes. this moshav called Enapso. Mm -hmm. My brother lost families from there. We love that place. It's a beautiful place. And you know what? It's a miracle because we were uh, a few believers praying for that uh, moshav, for that village. And they were the only ones in the beginning that managed to scare the terrorists away from the wow. fence. They fought them with their own rifles. That's so great. Yes fought on the fence and they were lying on the floor in the houses the family for a few hours whispering that they have terrorists in the house you know so we knew we had to pray and our children participated we told them let's pray for this place we love that place we don't want them that something will happen for, to them you know and it's a miracle i mean i can tell today to my children you see we prayed in the name of yeshua and god helped them and uh, there were a few more places that managed at the end to fight, but they were the first ones to to scare those terrorists away and even kill a few by themselves, just the just the civilians uh, without the army. And so I think it also emphasized the the importance of prayer. I really believe in prayer. Prayer is important. Declaring the truth, the word of God, and the blood of the Lord. You know, it's very important. And we have a lot of discussions. I'm very real with my children. Of course, I, like I said in the beginning, I don't show them, I don't want them to have anxiety and I don't watch scary news or weird stuff. Uh, I watch it late, late, late at night because I don't want them to hear stuff that they shouldn't hear as children beside our older girl that we have different conversations with her. Um, but um, yes, we, we, we talk about things, I think more... We talk about death even, the people died, and um, at least we know where we're going. You know, we go to the Lord, we go to his house, if we go from this world, but those people that died, they did not know Yeshua. So that's very important and sad for us as uh, Israelis and Jews, because I mean, God is a good judge, but still, you know, I care for everybody to know the right way to the Lord. Shemuel, could you specifically tell us your, uh, you know, story of faith? I was actually blessed to grow up in a believing family. Uh, my mother actually came to, a, uh, um, to faith through a Bible study group. And I was raised in a Messianic family in Israel, which is challenging on its own because um, you go to schools and you're one of a just the, uh, there's, you're the only one in your school who's a believer. Uh, when you're 18, it's compulsory to join the army. 
uh, your units of hundreds and thousands and you're the only one. So it's actually hard uh, to keep the faith in Israel. Um, I actually gave my life to the Lord. It, my parents made a decision, but I had to give my life to the Lord around the age of 16 in youth camp. And my real dedication uh, to Yeshua, to Jesus, was during the army. I was a combat medic. I served up in Lebanon. And uh, just there were a lot of youth activities that needed an armed escort. And I was a medic. So they said, come and help us with these youth activities. And I didn't really have a relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus. I just knew that, okay, if I pray to God, he will keep me safe. But I didn't really read the Bible or follow it. And just working with these young people, and they would ask me questions. And I realized I don't really know the Bible. I don't really have a personal relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus. So I started reading the Bible and just became serious with my faith, falling in love with the Word of God and understanding that my calling was to serve Him in, in, in any way He shows me. And Susie has an incredible testimony. I saw it on one for Israel and I couldn't believe it. It has almost a half a million views. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, don't know. I guess you didn't know that. I was I like, didn't. wow. <laughs> and it's, it's so powerful. And I wanted you to give your story, but I thought we could actually play that uh, testimony that Susie has of coming to faith in Jesus Christ. The New Testament is probably such a shallow book. They teach our people to be afraid to read this book. Honestly, I was shocked. For 2,000 years, they are lying to my people. I come from a Moroccan Jewish family. I'm Israeli. I used to fast during Yom Kippur. I know the prayers of my favorite Moroccan synagogue in my hometown. I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. If you're a Moroccan Jew, you know. Yom Kippur is not the same if you don't sing it like that. At the age of 15, I discovered a secret. My older sister had become a Christian or something like that. She believes in Yeshua. It wasn't an easy situation in my family. I was very upset. It was very important to me, things like Judaism and Zionism. You're not a part of our people anymore? They have brainwashed you. You are in some sort of cult. We didn't see her at Shabbat dinners for a long time. I went to youth movement many years. I lived in a core group training camp, commune. At the end of the military service, we were approached by the Ministry of Defense. They offered us to settle an old army base in the Galilee area. We admired people like Karl Marx. We studied a lot of philosophy, psychology. We will make a better society, utopian society, socialist, idealistic. There was no God, meaning there is no God. It was an obvious thing. I started being involved in coexistence between Jews and Arabs, helping others, helping the needy. I was certain that I'm in the right way. I found the truth. At some stage, I became sober. I understood that with our idealism and noble ways and beautiful ideals, in our daily life, we did not live in a loving way to each other. I understood that this was a lie. It was not the life I wanted to live. 
I was searching for who I am. I was pretty depressed. What do Israelis do? Work and go traveling. At the end, I realized I don't have the money to go for a long trip in South America. So I went to India. What do you do in India? Everybody knows at the end, if you are against or for drugs, you find yourself somewhere smoking something. I remember I was in Goa. I received an email from my second sister. She believes in Yeshua now too. Now, this sister was into Kabbalah, meditation, spiritualism, healing. So I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here? Another sister has gone crazy. They brainwashed her. She joined that cult. She became a Christian. What's going on with my family? I will start reading. I will start exploring this more. I will go and prove them wrong. I got a New Testament book. I approached that book with hesitation. They teach our people to be afraid of that book. It's definitely a lousy book. Shallow, bad Hebrew, historical lies. I found courage. I started reading it. And truly, I was shocked. I said, wow, that's a Jewish book. It all happened here in the land of Israel. And Yeshua, he is one of us. Why do they lie to us so much? For 2,000 years, they have been lying to my people. I remember that I simply loved Yeshua so much. I came from a socialist lifestyle. We tried to be perfect people and wonderful in our own strength. And suddenly there's this person like Yeshua that is so good. Simply because of who he is, he doesn't try to prove himself to anyone. And he lived a life that really accepted and loved the other, sharing all he had with his disciples. I said, if there is a God, I want to know for myself. I don't want religion. I don't want someone to tell me, you have to do this or that, pray a hundred times. I have an allergy to religion. I'm not interested in religion. At that time, I lived in Tel Aviv, city of sin. I remember walking my dog on the beach. I said, God, if you exist, show me. If Yeshua is truly the Messiah and he is your son, I want to know. I really want to know. And if you are real, I will give you all my life. More than I gave when I was in kibbutz. Socialist living in a core group. I was one of the leaders. I will give you all my life. I will give you my all. And I really felt the presence of God and the presence of Yeshua, the Messiah. And simply no one had to explain it to me. I simply knew that Yeshua is a part of God. I fell on the floor in my room. I repented. I didn't even have an idea what repentance was. I wasn't even in that direction. I took the drugs I had. I threw them in the garbage bin with the bong and accessories. At some point, my parents discovered that I believe in Yeshua too. I'm sure it was very difficult for them, but they really saw the change in my life. They saw me turn from depressed, confused, and without purpose to a more happy and peaceful person. I simply understood that this was the meaning of life, to know Him, to know Yeshua. So Susie, I didn't understand fully from the video, what are the 2,000 years of lies? For us as Jews, we have been, you know, told for 2,000 years that Jesus, Yeshua, is not for us, that he is not 
the Messiah and that we are, I mean, for me, I can say that I grew up knowing that I should never touch the New Testament, that this is a Christian book. This is not a good book. It's not for you. You are Jewish. Don't read about it. And even when we learn history in school and when we reach, you know, the period of Jesus, uh, the teacher says something about Yeshua, Jesus, but she calls him Yeshu, which in Hebrew is also not the name, the right name also. It means also um, that his memory will be, will, blotted out. will be blotted out. That's the meaning of Yeshu in Hebrew, and it's not the real name of Yeshua. Yeshu, Yeshua. Shemuel, you are doing something right now. I mean, if Jews don't know Jesus, and we are in this massive war, stressful time. I, I know you have a ministry that gives the answer for our times. And tell us about the ministry that you are involved in and doing every day. I, I lead a ministry called Lech Lecha. It means go forth from Genesis 12, you read in the beginning. Um, it's the calling God told Abraham to take a step of faith and it's a ministry for young adults, especially after the army. What happens is a lot of people uh, during the army are lost. They don't know which direction to go. And this is just, it teaches them on the Bible, the foundations of their faith and being disciples of Yeshua and making disciples. Uh, unfortunately, during this time, a lot of our alumni, all the students that went through the program, they're either recruited uh, in reserve in Gaza. Uh, unfortunately, we've heard of at least two Messianic soldiers. Uh, one of them is uh, the son of an elder, a pastor in Ashdod congregation, uh, another in the South. And we've heard of somebody from our congregation who actually had all his units uh, die in a bombing. And he actually lost both his feet uh, in the explosion from our congregation here in Yadashmona. So just this time is a time to pray for these young people. Um, I believe that the Jews have a, a calling to be a light to the world. Mm -hmm. And I think these Israelis have a calling. I think the battle we're fighting here is also spiritual. Mm -hmm. The enemy, Hamas, um, is just um, it's just fulfillment of the enemy, trying to kill, destroy, yeah. and steal. And I think we have to, at this time, especially stand with the people of Israel. I believe these young people have a calling to be a light and a witness when they know Yeshua mm -hmm. as their Messiah. And uh, I want to pray for them to be alive mm -hmm. and to hear the gospel. I think this is the time for the Christians around the world to stand with Israel and to be a light. And when they ask, why are you standing with Israel? That's when you can say, because my Messiah was a Jew, Yeshua. He came to the Jews first and also to the Gentiles. The ministry that you have is go forth. And that is what it says in the Great Commission, where Jesus in his last words on earth, said, go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I've commanded. And so go forth is what we are supposed to be doing, even in these very difficult times. Goodness, with everything that's going on and we're seeing these troubles and turmoils, what, you know, what should we do? And looking at Luke 21, Jesus tells us there will be wars and uprisings and more. And Jesus tells us not to be frightened. Of course, 
It is normal to be frightened, but mm -hmm. perfect love casts out fear, and God's perfect love can take away that fear. He is the Prince of Peace. It can take away that fear, but still, that's what Jesus says. He says, there will be wars, and this is when he was on earth. He said, there will be wars and uprisings and more, but do not be frightened. We are to look up to Jesus because our redemption draws near. And that's Luke 21, 28. I truly appreciate you all being with us here today. Uh, we will be praying for Israel. We stand with you. We love Israel. We love the people of Israel. And there are millions of people that do. Thank you. Thank you. God is love and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all loving, but that he actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.